Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Tomahawk Take Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Mastriani, co-editor of TomahawkTake.com, and with me is Alan. Good day. And Fred. Howdy there. And uh, guys, we are into July now. Uh, the season is flying by, as they normally do. And with July, obviously, comes the trade deadline, which we'll be talking about a lot on today's podcast. I'll also be talking about the Orlando Arcia move to the outfield, potentially uh, preparing to call him up. But before we do that, I wanted to just kind of pose the question, because we are, we're halfway through the season now. We're around that 81 game mark. We're into July. The trade deadline is coming up. You know, now, you know, more more than ever, really, is when you got to take stock and Take a step back, look at your team, and say, okay, is this a postseason team? And if so, is this a team that can win a World Series? So that's just kind of the thought I've had in my mind for the past week or so watching this Braves team. You know, they've been in the same roller coaster all season where they'll give you hope for a couple of games and then they make you just want to turn off the TV. And they've done just, I hate to even say well enough because they haven't played well, but they've, they've done just enough and the division has not really pulled away from them that here we are. They're still kind of in this thing and they can still have opportunity to go and win the division. Uh, it's getting really, really harder for the wild card spot. It's, it's pretty much division or bust now, but again, the rest of the, the division hasn't really pulled away and it keeps continues to give the Braves hope um, as we record this on Thursday night they're four and a half back of the Mets currently leading the Mets as we record so I mean they they win this game they're within four games of the division lead uh, just a couple games under 500 uh, I mean it puts them in a really weird situation but if you've been watching the Braves this year this doesn't look like a postseason team it certainly doesn't look like a a World Series team so uh, you know, Alan, not really considering any any moves, which we're going to talk about trades here in a minute. Do you still consider this to be a World Series contending team? They've got the experience from last year that uh, should bolster them if they can get that far, and that goes a long way to helping teams in the postseason. So I wouldn't rule out anything right now, particularly considering I'm not – convinced that some of these other teams in the National League are all that either. I, I certainly don't have any confidence that the Mets are going to be a, a postseason juggernaut because J- Jacob deGrom can't pitch every game. I am not convinced that anybody out of the Central can do anything. I'm still uncertain about how in the world the Giants are doing anything, which then leads me to be concerned about uh, the Dodgers and Padres a little bit. I mean, if you're trying to figure out, can we catch the Mets and can we beat them? Cause that's effectively what's going to have to happen. You're not going to win the wild card, uh, given the lead that, uh, all those teams have out West area. So it's a matter of win this NL East or not. And right now, I mean, if they can hang on to this, uh, the Mets lead that they, they've gotten this third game of the series, that will get them into three and a half games out. And then the Mets go off to play the Yankees in Yankee Stadium for three games. I know that the Yankees are a mess of their own making, but uh, certainly that's not uh, insurmountable for the Yankees to uh, perhaps uh, do very well against the Mets. Then the Mets have to go and, and play Milwaukee. So 
there's a lot of things that uh, the Mets actually have to overcome the next week just to be able to maintain their lead. So it's not inconceivable at all, and by my thinking, that uh, the Braves could be knocking on the door first place before the All-Star break. Yeah, and I certainly agree with that. I mean, we've kind of been saying it all year now. All it's going to take is a hot week or two, and you can be in first place in this division. The Braves just haven't done that. We haven't seen them go on a you know twelve and two stretch or anything like that. So, uh, Fred, I mean, kind of same question to you. I, I agree with Alan. I don't think it would take much for the Braves to come back and win this division and get in the postseason. But at the same time, I don't know that this team is really has what it takes to win a World Series at this point without any external moves. Yeah, with no moves, they don't have they don't have it. I, honestly, uh, I know that the the team has like the third best OPS in the National League and and all that. But we found out after last night's game with a little fuzzy math that without the four games that we we where we uh, stroke struck a fifty six run positive uh, run differential. Uh, we're actually negative uh, 41 in the other 75 games. The team is when the t- when the team hits at the top of the lineup. When the first five guys are hitting like they were last night, everybody else hits too. But when they don't, then nobody steps in to fill the gap. When 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 Riley goes into one onto one of his little on and off streaks, all young players do. And and Riley's making me eat my words. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I'm glad you're doing it. <laughs> but you have these, you're hitting these streaks. And when you're hot, you're hot. When you're not, you're not. If they don't line up with everybody else's, no matter what the final line, the overall line looks like, we have three places in the lineup that aren't much better than three pitchers in the lineup. Uh, and left field, the left field this year hasn't had any production at all. And when you take out Ozuna's weeks there, it's really, really bad. Uh, the, so the Braves know that, and they're going to move people in, uh, move somebody into that. And they're going to try for a bat or something like that. Wrong. But right now, as it stands today, you've got Kevin Smith, who's probably the best defender, and Will and Contreras, who every now and then runs into one and hits it really hard in, behind the plate. And then you've got Almonte in left field, uh, who walks a lot, and Right now, Heredia is hot. I don't know how long that holds up. Uh, Swanson is not hitting. He's just there's the, the boy's not hitting, and he's so he's a hole in the lineup. When you have that many question marks, I don't care about the experience. When you have that many question marks, you, you don't win postseason series. And our bullpen, uh, oh. Um, I, and, and, and the postseason, you really want to see our bullpen come out there and try to hold one run? I, I just think the team is not built to win postseason now. So the, the answer is no, I don't think they can do it. They can sneak in. They may win the division, um, and that's good because it gives us money for the next year. But I, I, they, I don't think this is a World Series team. No, I just don't, not the way it stands now. Yeah, I would certainly agree with that. And I think that kind of brings me to what I want to talk about next, which is the trade deadline that's coming up and how Alex Antopoulos and the Braves address it, because I think we're all kind of in agreement. Yes, they can win the division, but the team as it is, is not good enough to win a World Series. I don't even know if it's good enough to get through the first round of the postseason. And so that that kind of puts Antopoulos in a tough 
situation. I, I think that's why he hasn't made a move to this point. I think he's kind of been waiting for the team to show him why he should make a move, and they haven't done that. And so, you know, you think about what it would take. You just talked about all the holes in the lineup and, you know, with the bullpen as well. That's a lot of moves to make to try to create a World Series team, to turn this into what could potentially be a World Series team. Uh, I mean, generally what you want, you want to be mid-season right here and feel like the team you have can win a World Series and you're just adding pieces, um, you know, to to put you in a better position. This is, you've got a team that can maybe make the postseason. Uh, you make a couple moves, maybe they can get to the World Series and win it. Uh, how aggressive, and, and Fred, I'll, I'll go throw it back to you first, how aggressive is AA going to be when you're in kind of that awkward spot like that? Well, you can't be, you can't buy any rentals, okay? You, you, I mean, I say you can't. You, you might pick up a, a, an Ian Kennedy uh, who's inexpensive and a free agent at the end of the year for the bullpen, but you're not going to go out and, and trade for uh, Craig Kimbrell or, or somebody like that because, first of all, they cost a lot of money. They're going to take a lot of prospects away from you, and, and relief pitchers are, are fragile. So you look around. At the, at the league and what you've got to spend, and you have to say, whatever I buy has to last two years. Okay, I've got I want a two year warranty on this, so I'm going to go out. I'm not going to buy anybody whose contract is expiring at the end of the year, or his contract might expire at the end of the year, like Castellanos. I want a I want a Hanager. I want a, a Gallo. I want somebody who's going to give me going to give me length at the contract and who I may be able to sign from sign to an extension until uh, the next great outfielder comes from the minor leagues. Uh, and I, I want to get somebody to fill in the gap and hope that when Darno comes back, he hits like Darno did last year and that we can, we can put somebody out there. But you, you know, the baseball perspective said today that, that really uh, it may be the best step to take a half step back this season and return full strength for, with the core for two Oh two two. Well, yeah, if you can get in the post, you need to do that because there's money there and it helps you next year. Uh, at the same time, you wouldn't trade for uh, for somebody who's not going to be there next year. I can see, you know, going after Gallo and, and Gibson out of Texas in some kind of package because they've got controllability. But other than, than that, I wouldn't look at signing a guy who's got six months left on his contract if I had to give up more than a minor league pitcher for him. Just It just doesn't make sense. You've got to go – first of all, I, I would say he blew this year's roster. He can't afford to blow next year's roster. He's got to fix it for next year, and that means he's got to be smart now and ignore his – we'll get, get well at the, at the deadline idea and try to fix the bats over the winter. You can fix pitching at the deadline, get bats in the winter. That's what he hasn't done, and that's what he needs to do to fix this from my, my point of view. And – Oh, by the way, that bullpen just blew another lead in the oh, ninth inning. Not much of a surprise there, but um, <laughs> Alan, I, I, I'll give it over to you now. Kind of with that same mindset, I'm kind of I'm kind of with that mindset that you, you don't obviously go all out for the season if you can make moves that help you in the future. Uh, you know, with next season or even the season uh, after that, then you do that. But otherwise, I just don't think you really go all in on this team. I think you kind of have to come to that realization that, you know, unless something major happened, there's a huge turnaround. Uh, this team just isn't capable of winning a World Series at this point. So why why give up much of anything for this season if you don't feel that way? 
The question is, how do you define all in? Uh, if you mean going after guys who can help you now and not necessarily the future, then that's not either the, the style that I think Alex Anthopoulos would do or what I would uh, recommend myself if I were in that seat. Uh, I am, I'm totally with uh, Fred on this that, uh, they've got to do something that, uh, helps them now and in the future. We've been going through a, a bit of a profile of some of these, uh, lesser known relief pitchers that, uh, might be able to help the, the Braves out. And, not, and in all cases, I think that they could be had for not much in terms of prospects, uh, and all have some, uh, extra, uh, team control. They're veterans. They, they are doing the job this year for their respective clubs, even though their respective clubs aren't doing well themselves. Uh, guys like, um, Rosel Iglesias for the Angels, Joe Cisnero, oh, sorry, Jose Cisnero for Detroit, Paul Fry for the Orioles, Cole Sulcer also from the Orioles, JT Chagua from Seattle. Uh, and, and that isn't even counting the guys that, uh, have the, sort of quote unquote names that you'd expect to be going at the trade line like Richard Rodriguez or uh Kendall Graveman, Ian Kennedy, uh Fred mentioned. I th- I think uh, Kennedy should be able to be had uh fairly easily as well. So y- there's a lot of guys that you can get to help the bullpen out. They're not necessarily going to be front line shut down guys, but they're going to be at least as good as the third guy in the bullpen or so, maybe second guy in the bullpen. And that's what you need now. You need some help to, to bolster things. You don't necessarily need to, to to have another closer added, for instance. I don't think uh, Craig Kimbrell would be in the cards even if uh, he was readily available. Uh, that That's just not what you need right now. But uh, at the same time, you, you need something to help out. So you, you can always get relievers on the cheap near the deadline. I think they should be doing this now. But uh and and apparently uh, allegedly uh we've got information that the Braves are being aggressive and trying to find some bullpen help right now. But so far no no go. Uh but if, if you want to make a big trade for a big bat and impact a guy, then I'd put all the marbles in in that kind of a, a deal and then go cheap on on the relievers because you can always find relievers, it seems. If you get a big bat for left field, if you get a couple of relievers to help out there, you got Travis Darno in theory coming back in August to maybe closer to September. We'll see how that goes. Then you've got something that you might be able to work with in the postseason. If, if the uh, rotation continues to hold together, and so far – it's, it's doing all right here in, in June and getting into July. So I, I think you've got some chances to, to make a run. And if nothing else, you've got a, a good basis of getting started for 2022. Yeah. And that's one thing, you know, you mentioned there, the starting pitching. That's actually been really good for the Braves lately. Uh, ever since I, I wrote about how Charlie Morton hasn't been picking up his end of the, of the slack there. He's, he's been absolutely great. And, Good um, job for it. Yeah, so you're welcome. Uh, I guess I have to write about the rest of the team to get them to step up too. But, but yeah, I mean, Morton's been uh, absolutely great here lately. Max Freed, uh, when he doesn't have those blisters, is is really good. And Ian Anderson's been holding his own. I mean, you can win with those three in the postseason right there. Um, you get uh, Waskari Noah come back later in the year, and I wouldn't, 
I wouldn't count on him much for a rotation piece, but he's somebody that maybe could help out the bullpen um, in a postseason series. So, again, I think there's ways to do this and to get it done. It's just, I don't know, watching the first half of this season doesn't give me much hope just with the way this team has played. But, uh, I mean, when you got Freddie Freeman, you got Ronald Acuna, you got Ozzy Albies, um, you know, you have an opportunity there. You have the ability to get it done. Uh, I just don't have a lot of faith in this team the way from what I've seen from the first half to do that. Um, and, and so, you know, we talk about the trade deadline and, and you, you know, both have mentioned a lot of names out there. I think for me, Again, I don't expect a big move. I mean, that hasn't been really Antopolis' thing. He hasn't, you know, ponied up big prospects for that major move yet, and that's really been my one big criticism of him uh, is that the Braves have had good teams the past couple of years capable of winning World Series, and he's been unwilling to part with some of those big-time prospects, which are now just not even big-time prospects anymore, uh, in order to go go for it. And I definitely don't think that's going to happen this year. I think what you will see is you'll see a couple of, you know, cheap bullpen arms where you're giving up maybe a lottery ticket prospect or a lower level prospect. Um, and, and I think you'll get a bat, um, of some sort, but kind of pivot to that point a little bit. There was news that the Braves are trying out Orlando Arcia in the outfield and he could potentially fill one of those holes. A shortstop coming up. The Brewers had messed around a little bit, moving him to third base uh, in spring training when they were trying to push Luis Arias as their shortstop. But trying to move R.C. to the outfield, he's been hitting well in AAA, providing some power. Uh, just another option uh, to try to get somebody in there uh, who can bring some power to the lineup, somebody that's been hitting well at AAA. He doesn't have a great record at the major league level. Um, but Fred, is this kind of a, a move of desperation? I, I really don't know what to, to take with this move of Arcia trying to put him in the outfield, uh, especially after all this time the Braves have had him. They're just now trying to do this. What do you make of, and I know you wrote about it on tomahawktake.com. So if you're listening, haven't checked that out, do so. But Fred, just give us your, your thoughts on Arcia moving to the outfield and the Braves decision to do that. Well, you know, they have to do something. They finally realize that their beat writers are finally beating them up about the gigantic hole in left field. That, uh, after everybody other than Marcelo Zuna that's played left field when, when playing left field is hitting 192, 347, 273, 600. So that's not a good production from a corner outfield power production spot. Almonte uh, is walks a lot, you know, uh, and that's why his his on base percentage is up. So they had to do something. Travis Demerit, their Demerit, he's got a thousand OPS, but he also hasn't played since the ninth of June. So I'm guessing he's injured. Uh, they don't have anybody else down there that looks like they could actually hit in the major leagues who who can play outfield. Uh, my problem with it is twofold, really. If you're going to do this, this isn't sneak up. Nobody walked up to Alex on Sunday and said, "Hey, you know, you got a problem in left field." And he said, "Oh, dang, I, I should fix that." <laughs> no, this out problem was this problem's been there, and he kept playing RC at shortstop, saying this is a break glass in case of emergency shortstop. Uh, not a great shortstop, but if Dansby goes down for a long time, this is the guy we're going to do. Otherwise, he's sitting at Gwinnett. 
and then all of a sudden decide you're going to play him in the outfield and figure out if he can do that. Um, and you're almost at the all-star break. Uh, I wrote, it'll be up Friday. I wrote that the, you know, they need to give him at least double digit outfield games to find out if he's going to be able to do that. But that's a lightning in the bottle thing. You know, he's not Ketel Marte. If he, if he turns into it, I'll be pleased to say that I made a mistake. But he looks like a Johan Camargo with a little power. He's had really good years in the majors. He had two really good years to start. And then he sort of forgot how to hit, but he still had home runs. Right now, the Thunder would do. Uh, the Thunder is better than the walk, and he does walk, too. So it's a question of they haven't got anybody else to put out there, and they might as well try. But they're not being fair to Arcia, who deserves a better chance than this. I mean, I'm sure he's not complaining. If he gets called up, he's going to say, thank you, Lord, and go up there and, and try to earn his spot. But to be fair to the kid, he should have started this in, in May uh, to give him a chance to become an outfielder so that he can come up and do the job. So uh, I hope it works. It also feels a little bit like this will calm the masses because there's been screaming for Arcia's bat to come up. I don't know whether they do that. They tell me the, the front office doesn't respond to those kind of things. Yeah, sure, I believe that. Thousands wouldn't. But I think that, you know, it does do this. It does let everybody know that, hey, I hear you, and RC is coming up. Uh, it also gives them breathing room to try and find that trade. Uh, I just, you know, I just don't know if they've got the horsepower or the willingness to go out and get anybody. RC will do his best. He, uh, he wants to stay up. He wants to be a baseball player. And he's going to run through walls trying to get it. I just hope he doesn't kill himself doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Alan, like I said, I feel like it's kind of a a desperation move. Kind of like Fred said, I think it's something to try to appease the fans who have been screaming for this for months now. But, again, to me, it just seems like a little too late. Like, you've known about the Ozuna stuff for a while now. Why are you just trying this out when you've had a bat in Gwinnett? Somebody with plenty of major league experience that's been ripping the ball. Meanwhile, you got that big hole in left field, and they're just now thinking about this. That that's why I've been trying to figure out too. Uh, I, now I admit, even as I'm saying this, and I'm distracted right now because of the game. Uh, we've got a runner on third, one out, <laughs> and uh, it's bottom of the ninth, and it's tie game. So th- there we are. We've got three baseball weeks left until the trade deadline. There's the all-star week that kind of messes up all that in the middle, but uh, three baseball weeks. And this dovetails with uh, Fred's comment about being fair to the kid. You aren't going to be able to figure out what Arcia can do for you in three weeks, even if you called him up tomorrow. And I don't think they're calling him up tomorrow yet. i got to believe that they'll probably try and get him in before the all-star break. That's the only thing that makes any sense if they're going to do this at all, because you got to see what you got in one form or fashion, but it's just not going to be enough time to to really figure that out unless they think that maybe they'll catch this lightning in a bottle, but the lightning's only going to last three weeks. I, I, I don't know. This almost feels to me like they've been trying and beating their head against the wall to try and find the, the big bat, and everybody's prices are way too high. And so they're, they said, okay, well, let's try this instead. But, yeah, I mean, I'm with y'all. Why didn't you try this a month ago? Why have we gone to this point before giving him a shot at this? It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, we've known there's been a hole in left field for a while. Almonte was that lightning in a bottle for a few days, but uh, 
that's done. Uh, so I, I don't get it either. And the only thing to, to figure is that if they're trying to get a uh, left field bat, it's just not going very well. The only other thing I can think of right now is that the, the Cubs are starting to move back to the pack. Maybe Chris Bryant will become available, but, I mean, they're not going to pay his salary. They're not going to pay the price the Cubs want, so that, that's yet another uh, dead end in terms of trade. So uh, right now, what do you got? Joey Gallo maybe, Nick Castellanos if uh, Cincinnati's willing to sell. And his situation is complicated because he's got the opt-out at the end of the year. I mean, there's not a lot of impact guys that be worth going after. So maybe this is a signal from the front office that they're just not going to. Yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a good point. I mean, surely you would hope they've been, you know, scouring the market, trying to figure out what's available, what's going to be available. And, you know, maybe it was at that point where they're like, okay, maybe RC is going to be our best bet um, to help fill the hole in the outfield you know, maybe Pache comes around and you move him back up uh, to center later in the year. He fills that hole. Um, you know, like you said, maybe Travis Darno comes back later in the year and hits like he did last year. But that's still just a, a lot of question marks. But I think that's where this team is. And again, that kind of just gets back to the reality of where this team is at right now. And uh, again, not only do I think it's not worth it right now to kind of go all in just for this season like you talked about if you're going to make a a big move it has to be for this season and the seasons to come but there also just aren't a ton of options out there right now that you know make a lot of sense that could have a a huge impact other than the you know Hanagers and Gallo uh, and even Gallo you know comes with his deficiencies Um, there's just not that that perfect fit out there maybe if the Diamondbacks were willing to trade Cattell Marte but I don't think they're going to be doing that. And he's so, hurt right now. Yeah. He's really been, been banged up all season. So, um, you know, there's just, there's not a, a not a ton of options, right? Maybe, maybe they become, they're come more come up over the next couple of weeks as we get closer to the trade deadline. But, you know, just from what we're seeing now, there's just not a, a ton out there really worth going after. So, um, again, I, I, I don't know. I think this team's in a really, awkward spot again i think they can win the division be a postseason team uh but unless some things change and some other players step up i just don't see this team getting uh, or winning a world series so you know it's just a, a an uncomfortable spot for alec Ventopoulos. certainly want wouldn't want to be in his shoes right now uh, but i think at the very least they have to go out and find some bullpen help um, should have done that a month ago but Again, those trades are harder to make then, uh, but we'll, we should see a lot of bullpen arms move here in the next couple of weeks. Um, Fred, I'll, I'll throw it to you first. Anything else that you wanted to mention or talk about before we get out? Well, I guess we should say Freddie Freeman's the starting first baseman for the All-Star team, and then somebody robbed Ozzy Albies of, a, of his rightful spot at second. Uh, and I'm glad for Freddie because uh, his son said he'll be ever so happy because he wants to get to Denver and meet Fernando Tatis. So <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm happy for, happy for Charlie and I'm happy for Freddie that uh, he's going to get start. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. You know, some of this stuff is confuses me. We picked up Arcia on waivers from the, from the uh, Brewers, but we didn't pick up Derek Fisher. Uh, and I'm not saying Derek Fisher's uh, going to win the World Series for us or anything, but he certainly appears better than Almonte in the outfield, uh, and he's a better defender. Uh, 
and we 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 pass on people who who have better records and better history in favor of people we don't that don't, and we end up with you know Nate Jones, Carl Edwards Jr., et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I just don't understand the philosophy. I guess I don't understand what he's trying to do, and he he never really tells anybody what's going on. He he get, speaks in platitudes. And sometimes I just don't think he has any idea where the team's going, so uh, he's just guessing at things. I, I don't know, but it, it's not a good way to do it. I'm hoping we can do something after the break and can at least play competitive baseball for the rest of the year uh, because, well, we need to, the fans need to deserve that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like you talked about, getting to the postseason is just a big thing in itself because of the money that it drives, and we know the Braves need all the money, uh, help that they can get right now, but – yeah, I think they need some help definitely in the bullpen. Again, this division has just become so winnable. You know, the Mets are going to get healthy at some point. Uh, they've played pretty well while they've pretty much been banged up. But, uh, again, the division's right there for the taking. If the Braves could just get hot for two weeks, just give me two weeks uh, of playing good baseball. We haven't seen that all year, and I think this team can can really get on a run. But, uh, Alan, anything you want to add before we, we sign off? I'm gonna look. You know, you mentioned the uh, the All Star game. I'm looking forward to the home run derby. Uh, I don't know that Ronnie has committed necessarily to the home run derby yet. Uh, last last information didn't have his name included, although it seemed like he was going to uh, like he wanted to be part of it. He is definitely he's going to be a starter in the outfield for the all-star game. So the Braves got two that way. And I'm, I feel confident that Ozzy Albies will at least be in Denver there. I, I'm going to be curious to see how they, these, uh, home run derby participants handle the thin air up there. Uh, it might give Trevor story a, uh, uh, built-in advantage because he's used to it, but uh, I, I could just see some of these guys gasping for air about their 30th or 40th homer. But at the same time, I'm wondering if between Otani and some of these guys, uh, what the over/under number is of home runs that'll be over 500 feet in 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 Coors Field. I, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess Otani wins this show. I mean, just he's won everything else. <laughs> yes, it seems like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's been absolutely absurd. And with Acuna having back tightness every one day every week, I, I would be shocked and honestly just a little upset if he actually did participate in that home run derby. If uh, With all the, the injuries that he's had, just nagging injuries all year, uh, I want him taking that, that break to get rested up. I know he's going to start in the All-Star game. but um, yeah, I, I think that's fair. Uh, I, and it's a shame, but I think you're you're probably right. Yeah, I don't think it's in his best interest or the best interest of the team for him to go out there and taking those, those hacks, which become taxing. Uh, I mean, I know fans probably don't understand that, but go take, go to BP and swing as hard as you can, uh, 10 to 15 times in a row and, and tell me that you're not worn out. So, uh, I don't think that's probably in his best interest at this point and don't think he'll be participating, but Ronnie does what Ronnie does. So we'll see, uh, what happens here. Um, Alan, last update on the game. Did NCR take come through? He just walked. I can't believe it. <laughs> okay. 0-2 count to start with, and then Lugo started fishing. And now we have bases loaded, two down, and who's coming up? Is it Adrianza, I think, at this point? I'm a little uh, fuzzy on the batting order right now. Uh, I yeah. think it's Freddie, Freddie Freeman. So 
It is, yes, that's right. Uh, NCR they took uh, Adrianza's spot. Yeah, yep. they they walked uh, Acuna intentionally to to face Enciarte and then blew it. <laughs> yep. So now here's Freddie, uh, O for the day, uh, and hasn't even uh, gotten anything going at all. Now has a chance to to win it all here. Well, uh, we will leave you on a cliffhanger. Then I'm sure that you know. <laughs> Wait, wait. Do we have? Do we have? No, no, not here? yet. Okay. Not yet. All right. <laughs> I saw some tweets going out. Um, but that will oh, do it for this. Now we got it. Oh, there now it is. It. The walk off. Ready for you. Uh, safe at first. Yes, Braves win. Yeah. Kick, ah! sa- kick save by Seth Lugo. Knocked the ball over to third base. Desperation attempt to try and throw out Freddie at first, but the fleet footed first baseman comes through <laughs> and beats the rap at first. Wheel Freeman wins again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> that is our attempt started, at, uh, it all started with Heredia uh, with a 44 mile an hour exit velocity bleeder dead third base. Hey, hey, Heredia's <laughs> been gold for us, you know. Uh, he's, right. he's been golden. I don't know where, where he, this if this is his last hurrah, hurrah, hurrah for Heredia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that is our attempt at play by play. We will definitely keep our day jobs, but uh, good for the Braves to get a win, a good series win over the Mets. Hopefully. This will be that two-week stretch I've been talking about. The Braves will get hot before the All-Star break. Uh, but, again, that will do it for the Tomahawk Take podcast. Make sure that you check out our written material on TomahawkTake.com and make sure you subscribe to the Tomahawk Take podcast wherever you get your podcast. and we'll talk to you next week. This has been the Walk-Off Win edition of the Tomahawk Take podcast. It's a production of TomahawkTake.com and Fansided LLC, a subsidiary of Minute Media Inc. Opinions expressed on the show today are solely those of the participants because Minute Media wonderfully allows creative freedom and because we didn't tell them what we're doing. All rights reserved. None of the musical selections used today come to you via the provisions of the Creative Commons license because the selections used have rights that were already purchased by TomahawkTech.com. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast today, and we hope you have a six-pack of lightning and bottles that you can make use of when needed. We'll see you out there for the next inning. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.